Well, hello and welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts in the Fairfax County government discussing program services and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on today's edition of the Conversation, we're talking with Teresa Reynolds. She is the historian slash visitor services manager with Frying Pan Farm Park. We're talking about the Fairfax County 4-H Fair and Carnival. Now, this is the first 4-H Fair since 2019, after being held for more than 70 years in a row before that. The fair will be at Frying Pan Farm Park in Herndon, Thursday, August 4th through Sunday, August 7th. And it features rides, games, food, fun, and, of course, animals. We're going to talk about all that. Teresa, first of all, thanks for being here on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Glad to have you here. Glad to talk about Frying Pan Farm Park uh, again, as well as the 4-H Fair and Carnival. We listeners may remember we have had a frying pan farm park edition, I don't know, six months, a year ago, something like that. I can't remember my timetable, but always good to talk about the uh, the park again, as well as the, the 4-H fair. Now, uh, I said in the intro, this is the first one in a couple of years. What what happened in the past couple of years? Yes, with COVID, uh, obviously, as uh, with everything in the world, uh, mm-hmm. frying pan actually was closed for a period of time. Um, and our 4-H fair generates large uh, quantity of visitors, um, up to 35,000 uh, 35, people wow. um, for four days. Uh, and, of course, the county uh, did not think that would be a very good idea <laughs> to have that many people <laughs> right, together right, in one place. Right. So, um, obviously, for 2020 and 2021, we had to cancel the fair. We were all extremely upset by that because it's, it's a very fun four days, yeah. and we love to share it with the county and, and other visitors that come to see us during sure, those days. Sure. Well, before we dive into the fair, I want to hear all about it, obviously, but tell me a little bit more about Frying Pan Farm Park for maybe new listeners or folks that didn't hear the, the specific episode we had about the park. Tell, tell me a little bit about it. So Frying Pan Farm Park is a working farm in Fairfax County in Herndon. Uh, we are actually made up of two different dairy farms, uh, oh, wow. the Elmore Farm and the Kidwell Farm. So when the Park Authority took over uh, in the 60s, their, their plan was to actually ha- educate the public about dairy farming in Fairfax County. So we still do have dairy cows. We do milk twice a day, 8 o'clock in the morning and 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So if people want to come and see, they're, they're welcome to come. But we also have a lot of educate, education programs. We have a very, very vibrant uh, field trip program through the Fairfax County and surrounding counties that come to visit us during the spring and the fall. We also do uh, amusements. We have a working carousel. We do wagon rides every day of the year, um, wow. with the exception of Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> um, we also have um, a, a, lo- a lot of rental space. Uh, we have a visitor center that has rental space inside and a pavilion outside. We also have a very large equestrian center. Brian Pan Farm Park actually started because of the equestrian side of the park. Uh, the equestrians of Fairfax County were trying to find a place where they could all come together. And so Frying Pan ended up being that place. All right. Now, uh, you mentioned working farm. That's kind of something that, you know, as Fairfax County has grown, that agricultural uh, part of the, the county economy, if you will, has really kind of dwindled or almost gone away. How important is Frying Pan Farm Park? It's extremely important uh, because we, we want to make sure, you know, a lot of the people that work in frying pan actually grew up in Fairfax and oh, wow. uh, I grew up in Lorton and 
you know, in Lorton at the time, there was dairy farms around us, but mm. I knew nothing about frying pan at the time. Mm. And a lot of those farms that were there 40, 50, 60 years ago are gone now. So in order to make sure that the residents of Fairfax understand that Fairfax was built on farming and mm, uh, right. dairy farming was a very, very important part of that. Right. You know, the, the dairy would be uh, milk and then they would take that, those items to Herndon to the train station and that stuff would be shipped up to D.C. Oh, wow. and it would be disseminated throughout the area. So it was a very important, lucrative um, part of Fairfax County right. you know, back in the past. Now, now is that something you... You knew or you had to learn to become the historian, if you will? Oh, I definitely had to learn it. <laughs> okay. I, I honestly um, did not even know about Frying Pan Farm Park until I came to visit one day um, about seven years ago. So tell me about that visit. Um, it was shockingly surprising. You know, I was driving through a lot of high rises and you know office buildings right there in the Herndon area. Mm -hmm. And you turn onto West Ox Road and you're kind of thrown back. Uh, you know, there's historical buildings. We have several. We have 40 historical buildings on site, but we have two historical homes. We have lots of barns. We also have a 1790s meeting house. Um, mm -hmm. So all of that stuff was shocking to me, which was great being a historian that I got to actually delve into some of that stuff. Right. Um, and early American history is is my passion. And oh, okay. it, it was a great it was a great, great surprise for me. Yeah. So. Now, I'm sure having that history of the park also helps you with your visitor services manager role because you can. You already have that knowledge up in your head, so you can, I'm doing my air quotes here, sell the park to potential guests. Absolutely. You know, especially uh, things like on a wagon rides. You know, it's fun to be able to bring up different tidbits to the visitors that are on those rides because we have people that come weekly, you know, and they don't want to hear the same thing every time. Right. So to be able to share little things, you know, explanations of uh, just the farming, the, you know, the different um, parts of you know, caring for the animals, you know, birthing the animals, the different times of the year that these animals are, are, are birthing. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's, it's fun to be able to share parts of history with folks that have no idea. Right. We, have a, we have a very large, diverse uh, community around us, and it's fun for people that come from other areas of the world and then to hear them talk about their farming, you know, and, right. and their family and how uh, when they come to Frying Pan, it, it takes them back right. to when they were children. So it's, it's awesome. Yeah. You mentioned the uh, the milking twice a day at the farm. Mm -hmm. uh, any op any opportunities for volunteers to have hands on experience? <laughs> well, pre COVID, we actually allowed um, everyone to milk if they wanted to come at four o'clock. Uh, and then obviously, when, when COVID hit, you know, we had to right, shut down operations right. for a long time, and it was kind of behind closed doors. Um, I do know that I read recently that uh, the farmer and the four H uh, kids are going to allow milking cow milking during the 4-H fair. So um, a lot of our animals will be in the barns and there will be opportunity probably once or twice a day mm -hmm. that there will be milking. Um, and not only do we milk cows, but we also milk goats. Oh, so. okay. Goat milk. I must mm -hmm. admit, I've never had goat milk. Makes great cheese. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I don't, not to my knowledge, I haven't had goat cheese either. <laughs> not, I don't know if I'm uh, adventurous enough to try that, if, I, if you will. Uh, still a little bit more I want to get to on the park before we get to the fair, but we are going to get to the fair in just a minute. Uh, visitor services manager, I know you mentioned the, the, a lot of the historic buildings and that kind of thing. What are some of the opportunities for people that are listening to this to maybe have an event at the park, uh, rent a facility? Talk to me a little bit about that. Yes, angle. so we have lots of rental space. Uh, we have a visitor center that has an indoor uh, auditorium. 
that can host up to 120 people. Hmm. We also have a small classroom in the back that can hold about 50 people at a time. So we can definitely host small birthday parties, bridal showers. Um, but we have, you know, we've definitely hosted weddings, hmm. um, birthday parties, all kinds of things within the building. Then we have a pavilion back behind the, in the uh, visitor center that can house up to 180 people. Um, so that's, uh, it's not enclosed, but it, it is definitely, um, does have a, a a roof over top of it right. and it's a great green space beside it but we mm. also have uh the equestrian center that we rent um that is over an acre indoors uh, we have um rally field in the back which is a large uh, open green space that mm. we have had many large events people will bring tents and set up and hundreds and hundreds sometimes thousands of people back there wow. so we have lots of we're, we're very fortunate to have a lot of space mm -hmm. and also we have a lot of parking which is something that some of the other uh Right. Park authority right. parks don't have. Right. So for us, we're very blessed to have both. Yeah. Well, and you, and you mentioned uh, part of the park authority park system. Frying Pan Farm Park is part of the Fairfax County Park Authority. So I want to make sure we, we got that out there and yes. uh, you know gave park authority some credit because there's a lot. What is it? Over 400, I think, park authority sites across Fairfax County. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And, and you know, parks, uh, rec centers ball fields. I mean, we, we are very diverse yeah. and, and vast across the county. Yeah. Just thought of this. You, you spoke of your first experience at Frank Pan Farm Park. Thought I'd share mine really quickly. Uh, my daughter was playing soccer and she was very little and uh, they had a uh, air court again, indoor soccer match <laughs> and, and the horse stable at the equestrian field mm -hmm. at Fairfax, uh, at Frank Pan Farm Park. So, that was my first experience there. So anyway. Yeah, we've had um, laser tag inside that building. Oh, cool. We've done uh, mounted archery inside that building. Yeah, so there's I've a lot that. of different things you could do. Uh, obviously, lots of horse shows in right. that building. But, right. uh, you know, we're, we're trying to think outside the box. And surprisingly, you know, people are coming to us uh, wanting to try things in there. So Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like you got the perfect locale. you got a lot of land, a lot of parking. You've got the buildings and, and, and things that would lend itself to multiple different aspects, if you will. Absolutely. One aspect, of course, is the 4-H Fair and Carnival that we're going to be talking about with Teresa Reynolds. She is the Historian Visitor Services Manager with Frying Pan Farm Park, again, part of the uh, Fairfax County Park Authority. As I mentioned in the introduction, the 4-H Fair and Carnival, uh, this is the first one after a couple of years, They uh, uh, since 2019, after, as a matter of fact, after being held for more than 70 years in a row before that. Again, the uh, fair will be uh, Frying Pan Farm Park, which is in Herndon, Thursday, August 4th through Sunday, August 7th. Rides, food, games, all kind of good stuff. What do you want me to know, first of all, about the 4-H fair? Oh, first of all, there's so many things to share okay. um, at once. But, uh, you know, I think one of the first things to bring up, because a lot of people come to see us because of the carnival. Right. Um, and one of the things about the carnival is that we do um, wristband uh, like bulk tickets. So you Purchase buy the yeah, okay. you buy the you buy the wristbands buy wristband. okay. um, and you can ride nonstop from 10 to 3 on Thursday and Friday. Un um, unlimited ride. Unlimited. Uh, oh. the, it, it is for one day only. Oh, okay. But it's definitely it's a great deal. Uh, we have a lot of people that take advantage of this. So, you know, if it's something that they want to do bring the kids to spend a large portion of the day, right. that's a great idea to do it then. Right. Uh, otherwise, you know, we definitely will have the carnival running uh, till, I think it's till 8 o'clock on Thursday and Friday. Right, right. And then 10 o'clock on Saturday and 7 o'clock on Sunday. 
Uh, maybe nine o'clock is what my notes say. Maybe, nine o'clock yeah. on Saturday. Yep. Yeah, and, and seven o'clock on Sunday. Yeah, so, right. so you know, we'll definitely be able to sell tickets. Uh, each ticket um, during those times will be a dollar twenty-five each, okay. and of course, the number of tickets de- depend on the ride. You know, each ride right. takes a different number gotcha. of tickets. Gotcha. Okay, so folks are looking to get out with the family, have fun, maybe, and you know, get outside and have a family activity, but save money. Absolutely. You know, with inflation and prices going up everywhere. The uh, Friday, what did you say, Friday and Saturday? Thursday and Friday. Thursday and Friday, mm-hmm. okay, the unlimited wristband yep. uh, for the carnival rides. You don't know the price on the wristband, do you? That I don't know, okay. honestly. Right. Um, I, you know, they could definitely go to, um, well, actually, I'm sitting here reading it. It says they're $25. Oh, okay. Um, $25, or you could save $5 online if you buy them online uh, in advance, and they would go to www dot colesride.com to okay. purchase those tickets. Okay. All right. So uh, definitely a great way to save some money and have some, uh, you know have fun for the family. The wristbands for the carnival rides on Thursday and Friday. But again, the carnival also available Saturday and Sunday, all four days of the fair. Um, one thing I want to make sure we bring up too before you tell me your next big event or fun <laughs> fact, um, there is a parking charge there for is. Saturday and Sunday. There is. Okay. It is going to be $10. Okay. Um, and that is a fundraiser for the Park Authority, uh, the Friends of Frying Pan, which is a nonprofit group that okay. raises funds for us, cool. as well as the 4-H. Okay. Cash and credit accepted, I think, is yes, what I read yes. here in my notes. A few years back, it was always cash. Um, and then, I think, four years ago, we started doing credit cards. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, it's amazing. I know I don't carry a lot of cash on me. Who doesn't anymore? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So I don't know if this is next on your list, but I want to I want to cover it because in the pre-show we talked about this is one thing we really wanted to bring up. Big truck night on Friday, August 5th, which, yes. by the way, happens to be my birthday if anybody's looking to give me a gift for my birthday. Well, happy birthday. Friday, August 5th, big truck night. Talking yes, about that. so big truck night. It is uh, something that was um, imagined by our operations manager, Paul Nicholson. Um, and so what he decided uh, and what they did over the years was to culminate and bring together lots of large equipment, including dump trucks, uh, tractor trailers, school buses, Mm. um, fire trucks, ambulance, police cars, of course, our tractors. And uh, over the years, we've actually had the Pickers County helicopter land during the big truck night. Um, So children of all ages, you know, it can be from two to 100. They get to come. They get to go into these vehicles, uh, you know, and it's really it's something that you might not get to do. You know, right. normally you don't normally get to go inside of a of a fire truck or an ambulance or right. a police car. So it's really cool to be able to sit there and to, you know, these folks that bring these trucks to us will interact with the children. They'll explain everything, and it's very loud, lots of horns, lots of honking. <laughs> um, but it's free to the public, and um, it is it's a really fun event. It's really fun just to see everybody having a really good time and enjoying yeah. themselves. It's a very exciting night. Yeah. So Well, I mean, after all, who doesn't love a big truck? Exactly. <laughs> I, I will say, I, I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but um, not, and I think it was 2019, we actually had uh, a big monster truck on site. Oh, um, wow. And I was, for, it was the first time I'd ever been that close to something that right. large. <laughs> it was like. It was enormous, but it was fun. Big ladder just to get into exactly. it. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Um, maybe we should go over the hours. I know we kind of talked about that. I think Thursday and Friday, uh, Carnival, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., 
uh, the 4-H exhibit drop-off is, is that afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to cover 4-H and, and kind of stuff what that means in a minute. But uh, Saturday, uh, uh, Friday, August 5th, Carnival 10 to 8. Again, uh, 4-H drop-off uh, late in the afternoon, 3 to 6. Big truck night, 5 to 7 p.m.? Yes. Friday night? Okay. And then Saturday, Carnival 10 to 9. The 4-H exhibits and animals, 10 to 5. Uh, then Sunday, Carnival, 10 to 7, and the 4-H stuff, again, 10 to 4. So ending a little earlier on Sunday. Yes, that's okay. correct. All right. What's, what else is on your list? Other thing you want to make sure we know about the, the 4-H Carnival? Well, you know, I think that one of the most important parts of the 4-H Fair is the 4-H itself. Okay. So, you know, I really definitely wanted to uh, talk about the 4-H. Okay, let's do it. And, you know, because we have a very uh, active 4-H group that, is there at Frying Pan, but I mean, there's a lot of different clubs within the county. Right. Um, but it's a very important part of the fair, and we want to make sure that people know that. And mm-hmm. they want, we want to make sure that they're visiting, you know, the, the static exhibits, as well as, you know, seeing the animals and the demonstrations and things of that nature. Okay. So I'm going to kind of show my ignorance or my assumption here a little bit. Uh, when I grew up, I had a lot of relatives that lived in what I would call the country in North Carolina because I was in the city. And I was, I knew about 4-H because they were farmers and they farmed and they had animals. And so what I remember of 4-H and what my assumption is now, I think 4-H and I think farm kids and animals. What is 4-H nowadays? Well, the 4-H is, you know, definitely farm kids and animals, but it's much larger than that. You know, the 4-H has kind of grown to be one of the largest youth organizations in in the country. Wow. Uh, you know, it does have four pillars, so it's not just agriculture, but okay. it's civic uh, engagement, agriculture, healthy living, and then STEM has actually come into, into uh, the what, mix. Now, what is STEM? Tell me. So it's science, technology, education, education math. and okay. math. Absolutely. So um, this is a fundraising event. At least the parking is fundraising for the 4-H. Do they get any other money, or is it more of a promotion publicity effort for the 4-H? It, they we do uh so they de- they definitely will get a portion of the carnival. Okay. Um so the uh, Fairfax County Park Authority and the 4-H get a portion of what the carnival generates during the time that they are there okay. uh the 4 days. All right, so this is kind of a partnership. Park it is a partnership park. absolutely and it's a fundraiser for for both. Okay, so Park Authority and the uh, 4-H. Um we're getting close on our time here Teresa. I mean it's just amazing how time flies when you're Having a good conversation. Um, anything else that you want us to make sure we are aware of when we're talking about 4-H fair, fair and carnival? Definitely, or 4-H. you know, definitely when when people come to uh, enjoy some time there, make sure that they go to the static exhibits, which will be in our 4-H barn. Hmm. Um, static exhibits can be things from uh, apiary products, clothing, textile, food, uh, lots of different uh, flowers and things of that nature, photographs, arts, um, hmm. you know, writing, and even short films. So, you know, there's a lot of different things to see, and it's things that people wouldn't even expect to see. Mm-hmm. So definitely come, and those items will be judged, and there will be winners. Oh. Um, so you'll get to see, uh, you know, if who gets the, the blue ribbon, who gets right. the red ribbon. ribbon. But, you know, then ov- obviously people are coming to 4-H because they'd like to see some of the, the husbandry. So definitely go into barn one and two. That's where our animals will be. You know, you'll have an opportunity to interact with the animals. You'll a lot of people have the opportunity to help wash the animals to get them ready for their parade, which is on Sunday, and that will take place oh, in the indoor parade. arena. Why yeah. didn't you tell me about that earlier? Animal <laughs> parade. Oh, my gosh. 
Um, interesting. I, it just popped in my mind as you were saying, you know, like barn one, barn two, this kind of thing. When I drive up to Frying Pan Farm Park, is there going to be anybody there to tell me if you want to see this, go here? Or how, how do I know how to get around and see all this stuff? Yeah, so our great staff at Frying Pan has created maps and cool. the 4-H has created a program and people will get, um, I believe it's going to be a digital program this year, but you'll still be able to have it on your phone. And you'll also be able to see, we'll have maps printed around site. And on those maps, we'll show you where things are taking place and at what time those items are taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, people that come to the park will have to go through a different way coming into the park. We normally have a, a, a visitor center entrance and we have a farm entrance. Right. During the 4-H fair on Saturday and Sunday, those are both closed to the public. The mm-hmm. way that people come into the park will be off of Monroe Street, which is the back corner of the park. Oh, and we will right. have signage that will, will direct people that way. Is and that, then is that so it can access the parking easier? Yes, yeah, absolutely. And because uh, we're collecting um, money for parking, right. it, you know, we don't want it to, b- to back up onto main roads. Gotcha. So we bring people into the park, pretty far into the park, before they will actually meet with someone. And once they're there, collect uh, paying for their parking, they're welcome to speak with anyone that's there. And all of our staff could definitely give them the right. information they right. need. I think that's an important part. Just hit that highlight again about how they get into the park just for this event. Yeah, so just this event, uh, it, it, no matter how many times you come to Frying Pan, the farm and the visitor center's entrances will be closed. Mm-hmm. So you will turn onto Monroe Street, which is the road that runs uh, alongside of Frying Pan Farm mm-hmm. Park, and uh, there will be an entrance, and it will be, it'll be marked. Right. You'll, you'll definitely be able to tell that that's where you're going to have to turn to go into right. the park. Okay. What, uh, again, we've, we've hit our time limit, unfortunately. Telephone number, website address, there's questions being raised by listeners. How can we get more information? Absolutely. You know, you could definitely visit Frying Pan Farm Park's website. So just go to fairfaxcounty.gov um, slash, slash park and then go to Frying Pan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will take you to the 4-H page. Mm-hmm. You're welcome to call our site. Uh, the mm-hmm. number for our site is 703-437-9101. Our staff will gladly give you any information that you would like. Um, and... You know, if you want to come out before the fair, come out. We have lots of staff on site. We'll gladly share information with you. There's flyers around site. So, you know, there's all kinds of information for us. Last 10 seconds. Sell me and our listeners on why we should come to the 4-H Carnival and Fair. Frying Pan Farm Park and the 4-H Fair is a memorable event. It is something that you will live with and enjoy and remember for the rest of your life. It is so fun. Just sent chill bumps up my spine. (laughs) Hey, that was awesome, Teresa. Thank you. Uh, again, if you want to get more information, 703-437-9101, or just go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash parks, and you can find Frying Pan Farm Park and the 4-H Fair on that website. Again, Teresa, thank you. Thank you, Jim. Teresa Reynolds with us on the uh, Fairfax County Conversation. I want to thank her for being here, and uh, thanks to you for listening. If you want to get more Fairfax County news, you can go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash news. Or you can just call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. That's weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation Podcast is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.